everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, on episode 274. Hello, happy Friday episode. Let's get into it. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Do I miss it? I know, I know. We did not have a Tuesday episode. I know. I am going to do better. I am doing better. I'm setting myself up for um, better... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> better management. I just, you know, I just get so burnt out. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to keep on whining about that. I'll, I'll figure out a system that works better for me. My goal is to like, during the week, when I come home from work is to not do anything. <laughs> like have like my deliverables done during the weekends. And when I come home from work, I could do like, like, hobby stuff but like things that I want to do like for my own self like my podcast is an extension of me that I am working towards monetizing some that is something that I want to set a system for that I can be better um strict about anyway that's something that I have to figure out on my own and I'm figuring it out I just have to um figure it out so anyway that's that I apologize for not releasing a Tuesday episode I will do better and I am only human <laughs> so anyway happy Friday episode thank you so much for tuning in if you haven't yet please make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page and also make sure you are following God built this podcast on Instagram and be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. And I really encourage you all to make sure you leave a positive <laughs> review on the listening platform you're listening to this podcast on. So whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, I really appreciate and I thank you in advance for leaving me a positive review. And by positive review, I not only mean the five stars, I mean a couple of sentences saying how much you enjoy this podcast what are you doing let's get into these topics so dj academics is in the limelight yet again and i don't know i just root for this nigga i really do i root for him maybe i don't know if he has like a name for his fan base you know how joe budden has a name for his fan base he calls us the Joe Vengers, but I recently coined the name of being a button knight. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I just say all that to say I am a fan of academics. Not a fan. I don't know. Fan is a strong word. I just I tune into his content. I really do. Um, I find him entertaining, and I guess I'm just not as sensitive as a lot of people are when it comes to him and how he operates online I think there's this narrative of him that's being perpetuated of being particularly harsh on black women and you know that overused quote that a lot of people like to use to sound so profound oh black women that that Malcolm X quote black women are the most disrespected and spit at well you know that quote that annoying ass I talked about that quote years ago on this pod how people just use that quote and really feel like they're the next profound Sean King and he's not even profound so I'm saying a lot by saying that anyway 
um, him using, stop, sit down. So him using, no, anyway, so that quote has been used recently by Queen Latifah and she is on the side of wanting to attack academics. And look, I, I don't know. I just feel like academics is, is such an easy target. And I, I think, again, it's because of the sensitive culture that we're in. Yes, there are many women he has gone at, right, in a negative way. But it's also content purposes, right? Like, he criticizes some women um, that comes up as part of hot topics on his show. And that's just a part of the course. Like, I don't really feel like he has to suddenly have a gentle hand for black women just because he's a black man. I don't know. I just don't have that perspective. And I also just don't feel like he is targeting black. It'll be one thing if he only spoke about black women. And if you listen to his haters or, you know, the people who are so against him, you would think that he only talks about about black women. But that is not the case. He talks about all people, both men and women. Like, if you're a part of the Hot Topic carousel or the cycle of events, then you're going to be amongst the people he discusses. And if you happen to be a woman, then you happen to be a woman. But it's not like it's, oh, it's Tuesday. Here he goes, only talking shit about women. That's not, like, he has gone at men in the industry, different men, different, a uh, little baby, um, like different males in the industry. Academics has, <laughs> so... My, my point is there, you know how people be like, oh, he targets black women. I think there's a target on DJ academics. <laughs> there's a target on this black man and it's primarily due to him being the untouchable figure that he is in this industry, in this particular streaming industry that is allowing him to profit millions. He is making a good buck off of the industry that he's in. So whether you hate him or not, it's a reality that you must face and accept. And I think that's what's pissing a lot of people off because, oh, I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate this guy. Regardless of you hating him, guess what? He's still rich. And that's why he's on his high horse every time he he comes online because he's like, I'm richer than you niggas. Like, (laughs) you know, or like how he has inside scoop on um, the different ways of the industry because he really does know what's going on. And he knows how the labels run. He knows how these rappers aren't as rich as they claim. So he is aware of that and he uses that to his advantage and he makes more money than they do. So I think because he calls it out and he knows the intricacies of the industry and how pretty much these brands 
these labels, these record labels, they seek academics amongst other people, but they seek academics and people who are in the world of streaming and who are doing pretty well, they seek them as a way to make money. So the more good academics talk about a particular artist, the better it is for that record label that has that artist signed. You see what I'm saying? It's a cult, it's a community. Like there is, there's a, there's a chain of effect that happens here. Anyway, let's get into why I'm talking about him. So recently, Saucy Santana, who is this black man cosplaying as a woman, he is amongst the city girls and I think just the city girls that I can think of right now, but he is one of those like gay black men who purposely dresses as a woman, has a woman and carries himself as such so much so that though he hasn't come out as a transgender, he is cosplaying as one at the very least. But at the end of the day, he is a man, right? So anyway, there is some conflict that has taken place um, with, with him towards academics because academics has been going at, what's her name, from the City Girls, Carisha, who is one half of the City Girls, and how their record sales is incredibly low, embarrassingly low. They should stop their career and they might as well end it now. Like that is all of the rhetoric that academics has been spewing as of late. Now, as I said, Saucy Santana is close friends with Carisha. And so he thought it was, within his right to go ahead and support or defend Carisha from the rhetoric and the tone that academics is using against her. So he, um, the way the academic, if you're not familiar with his content, he's very aggressive in his tone, right? In his delivery, Someone like me who I don't take that serious, not seriously, but like I don't take that offensively. Like I'm not easily offended by his tone and his rhetoric because like that's stuff that I grew up with. Like (laughs) I've had men throughout my life, you know, whether romantic partners or platonic friends or family members who speak the way DJ academics does. You know, so this is nothing new to me. I don't find it harsh. It's like I can see objectively how it comes off harsh, but I don't see it as a dig. Like I don't I just don't take it it's not a sensitive way for me to receive it in my opinion. So I don't I, I just find it entertaining. I think he's funny. I think he's funny. I, I enjoy his content and he's a great watch. I like having him on the background as I am lollygagging around the house or cooking. Like he's fucking entertaining. So I don't want that off my TV. I I am here to save academics. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, so Saucy Santana decided to defend his girl, his home girl, Carisha. And in his defense, he threatens DJ Academics by saying he will fuck him up, meaning physically fight him, and then rhymes with grape. Because I'm trying to do better with being obligatory, not obligatory. I'm trying to do better with being obedient with these YouTube rules because, yes, I am on the verge of finding effective ways of monetizing from this. So sorry for not entirely keeping keeping it as real as I do, but you know the drift. It rhymes with grape. So a gay man is threatening to grope a straight man and he says it so casually. He says it so flippantly as if this is common nature, as if this is something that just happens and is no big deal and that it's acceptable. Now, I find this particularly infuriating. I really do because we get so up in arms about women being sexually harassed and assaulted, yet when a man is potentially in danger of being assaulted. Now, who's to know if um, they're in the same vicinity? You know, like, I don't know if academics would be in the same pathways as Saucy Santana, right? Like, would Saucy Santana catch him? It's hard for me to say his name. My goodness. Saucy Santana. Over here stuttering like crazy. That's hard. But I'm going to say Santana. Well, no, there's a rapper named Santana, so I want to be very clear on who I'm talking about. But, you know. Anyway, so I don't know the likeliness of this actually happening, but I also do recognize that academics, if you watch his streams, you know that he is very clear on where he lives. He has said several times that he stays in New Jersey. And actually... In a recent live that he had that I was watching on YouTube, he disclosed an address on his behalf as he was discussing or engaging in this argument with this rapper, some guy named, I forget his name, something. And he said his address. Now, I don't know if that was... Uh, a meetup spot that he just decided to say an address for or if that was his actual home address. Nonetheless, I just thought that was a little crazy for academics to do that. So I really hope he did not just casually expose his residential address. Like That is silly, man. Especially since he does not live alone. I know he lives with or he has other people in the house. So I don't know why he would do that if that was the case. Nonetheless, I I, I, don't know, I I just, I wish him no harm. And I really hope no harm comes to him considering this recent exchange of a threat. Now, the problem with the society is, like I said earlier, we get so up in arms and very sensitive about sexual assault when it 
when it comes to women, when it comes to girls, as we should, right? That is an issue. That is something that we should be fighting against and protecting the vulnerable. But because of this overly focus on this particular demographic, we fail to realize that there are men and there are boys who have been victimized, sexualized, and unprotected despite the stereotype of them being men and being able to protect themselves. But you got to understand, when it's a man against a man, like that's, (laughs) I don't know, I just feel like, not to put it on men, right? But like, if men are the predominant predatory demographic, that's particularly hard to defend yourself from when you know the strength of a man and you're like either fighting your equal if you're a man or, you know, eventually someone's going to lose, right? And there's been many times in which the man who is the predator wins the fight And their way of showing dominance is by fucking you in the ass. Okay, we reached the 17-minute mark of this recording, so hopefully YouTube doesn't catch that. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember when I started to watch Snowfall, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. Freckles Bay uh, recommended, he highly recommended for me to watch Snowfall. I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. I've heard great things, sure, sure, sure. And I wanted to start from the beginning. So I start from the beginning, and I was like, let me turn this the fuck off. (laughs) After was episode two or three, I saw a scene that till this day, till this day has left me traumatized as if it's happened to me. The scene was so triggering that I really, I don't even know if I want to talk about it, y'all. I really don't know if I, and I remember after I saw that scene, I texted him right after. I was like, nigga, what the fuck? (laughs) Nigga, what the fuck is this? And he actually forgot about that scene because he the season, the show is so many seasons in and it's now been um the show is over now. It the series finale happened like a year ago, I believe. I think it was it's been 5 seasons. So it's, it's something that people could have easily forgotten after so many years, but that scene has stained me. Not even t- it stained me. There's a stain on my physical body after watching that scene. And let me just go ahead and describe it. There was um a group of men. No, so the main character. I don't. I don't care to say his full name. I, y'all know what I'm talking about. Damson Idris, the one who is dating Lori Harvey. He is the main character of the show. He and his friend went go, went to go to someone's house to get back a car or get back something that, that was stolen from them. And as they, and they went to like their rival's house, they got the stuff back 
And as a way to show or prove the dominance that this person, that this man was trying to prove, not only did he fuck him up, like he got, he brought him to a room and like punched him, yada, yada, yada. He was like, oh, I'm going to show you what the fuck I'm like. He, he went in and say, I'm going to show you who's a boss. I'm going to show you who's a boss. And he took out his dick and fucked him in the ass. And the scene was so good. Like, we don't, the way that it's shot, I think it was so, it was so cleverly shot that I, that is why I feel so sensitive to it because it was so well done. But anyway, um, I, like literally the images from that scene is coming up in my mind right now. And I'm just so, oh, I don't know. I'll continue. But anyway, you could see he's already sweating, right? He's already bruised up from getting fucked up from the fight, from just a fair one that he got into with this man. But that wasn't enough, right? That No, he just had to fuck him in the ass. Like it had to have led to that. And... Damson's character, he's noticing, wait, something's something more is happening here. Like, yo, man, stop. What are you what are you doing? You don't have to Yo, I'ma show you who's boss. And like, so you see the scene of him opening the door and noticing that he's getting he's getting raped. And it's just so disturbing. It's really so disturbing. And you can see the life from this man leave him. Like the soul. Oh my, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sorry I even brought it up. I'm, anyway, the point is, I don't want this to happen to any man, <laughs> okay? Never mind the straight man. Because it's, it's already one thing if you're gay, and it's like, okay, that's what y'all do, right? But if you're not gay, if you are a straight man, if you are a heterosexual man, and someone decides to take away your manhood, someone decides to put you in such in inferior position so much so that they leave you without like you are now lacking you are you're you're violated to the upteenth level of a of a heterosexual man can be violated I just I think that is so disturbing and disgusting and I just don't wish that for anybody so despite how much people hate on DJ academics I think it's so disgusting how some of the responses to this threat that Saucy Santana made against DJ Academics, the 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 laissez-faire attitude that some people are having, I just find it so disgusting. It shows the character of the people who are taking this so lightly. Now, even if Saucy Santana did not mean, like, he's really not, he's not going to do it, right? Maybe he's not really about that life or whatever. He's not that type of person. It's the fact that you would even let those words come out your mouth is what's disturbing. Why would you even fantasize and let that out? I just don't even, ugh, I don't know. I just think that's so disturbing, and I think, you know, considering that so many of us have been victimized by predators in different ways at some point in our lives, like, this is something that is so not lighthearted. Like, you should not say that so casually. Anyway, and I just think, again, it just proves that 
we don't take male victims seriously. We don't take what they went through or what they go through, you know, as a serious thing. And I just feel so sorry. I really do. I feel so, oh my gosh, I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of getting emotional. No, but I just think it's really disturbing. And I, I like academics even more. I really do. Like now I'm, my heart is even more out for him. But what really hurt me about this situation was that there's a, there's a clip of academics getting emotional on camera. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm mad that he even showed a sensitive side about this. And it wasn't that he got emotional because he felt necessarily threatened by Saucy Santana. He got emotional because he knows that considering the times that we're in currently, he can't go as hard against Saucy Santana as he would like because he doesn't want to get canceled. And his fear of getting canceled is so great that you see the emotion in this clip of him essentially crying. He got teary-eyed. His voice got choked up as he's discussing why he can't really go as in as he would like against Saucy Santana. Now, I find it to be a little interesting, though, because there was this video that I watched, it was just a few days ago, of him going in on Saucy Santana, talking about how he's trying to be a woman, but he's not, and just like, you know, just like really insulting him for his lifestyle choices. And when I wanted to continue watching the video the following morning, that video was suddenly on private, and I couldn't find it anymore. <laughs> so... I'm glad I caught what I caught before it got privatized, but it just speaks to the fact that we live in a time when we can't let it all hang out and be open about certain demographics, you know, whether that's the so-called Jews or the LGBTQIA plus community, there are protected classes in the society that we're in. So it is infuriating when you can't defend yourself or speak your speech against someone who happens to be a part of that protected class. So anyway, people are saying, well, Queen Latifah, for example, said, oh, it's funny how just like dismissing his tears and his hesitation from going at saucy Santana because she's like why would he like oh you're so scared of getting canceled yet all the times you went at black women you wasn't scared of getting canceled yeah because they're not the protected class can we fucking can we move on <laughs> no I mean look my point is yes there are plenty of times in which black women I totally get that how black women have been disrespected in the society that we're in, and yet all of that is true. I am not negating that. I'm just pointing out the obvious that we, uh, many of us are not open about when it comes to not being able to speak our speech about certain demographics. Like I said, so-called Jews, as well as the LGBTQIA plus community.
So that, my friend, is infuriating. And I think that needs to end. And I would have loved, I would have loved if academics could have stand even 10 toes deeper. I would have loved, right, obviously for my entertainment, but entertainment, but I think if we just really stood up against this illusion, and that's really what it is, this illusion of this protected class and not being able to say this or say that, if many of us, one, two, three, like if we just come in droves and said what we needed to say, you know, in respective moments, then this illusion of, oh, we can't do this because we'll get canceled, wouldn't exist anymore. This illusion of getting canceled will no longer be a threat because it's not real. Yet we get so caught up in this in this illusion, in this way of living and operating in this world that we fail to realize and remember nothing's real. Everything is made up. These are laws and regulations that we decided as a society to agree upon, but nothing's really real. Like, we could change our mind. We could decide to, you know what, I'm not going to follow suit with this anymore. I actually never agreed with that. I actually never agreed with that. You know, like, we could move accordingly to how we please but again, you know, fear is a monster. And I remember when I was younger, someone told me fear is really false evidence appearing real. And I think if we all decide to really embrace that, we can move differently and more honestly in our lives when it comes to anything. Fear isn't real. We're, we're, we're caught up in these illusions, thinking that's the reality, thinking that is real life, but it's not. We're being lied to. It's a falsehood, and we need to just wake up. So anyway, I'm team academics to this day, to this day. So this is former NBA star who I don't know. I don't know who a Joe Smith is. Doesn't that sound like a fake name? Joe Smith? <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. What is, what's your social security number? Like, what are you? Are you? You're not even real. Anyway, so this is NBA star named Joe Smith. And he is married to this woman who is apparently a woman with a history working in the rhymes with corn industry. Um, she has recently started her OnlyFans account. And as we know with OnlyFans, if you're not familiar, it is a platform where you get to monetize off of sexualized content. Now, you don't have to necessarily be sexual on the platform to have an account there, but majority of people on that platform do have sexual content and they have subscribers who pay a fee to watch their content. So being that she is someone who has a history in the porn industry and 
is um, known for that. Obviously, in her OnlyFans, she is doing something very similar, if not the same. There's a recent video that came out of Joe Smith and his wife. Her name is Keisha Chavez. No, Keisha, yeah, Keisha Chavez. Yeah. He appears to be unaware and shocked after learning that she has an OnlyFans account because she did not disclose that to him. They did not have a discussion about it prior to this revelation. In the video, she's saying, why are you, why are you acting surprised? Like, you knew who you met. You knew who you married. Like, you knew who I was. And, again, she's saying this because of her history in this industry, in the porn industry. So he's still upset, feeling like you should have told me, you should have said something. Why are you, um, you know, why are you doing this without letting me know? We could have had a discussion. And her reasoning is that she will always support herself, meaning like she will always take care of herself Whenever they're down financially, she will always find a way to get out of it. And this is her way of getting out of their financial rut. Apparently, he has lost the large amount of money that he once had. And so they're not doing so well financially. Now, what I believe is this is all a lie. <laughs> this, is, this is a lie episode. I think this is a skit. And from the video, you could hear how scripted he sounds and and she also. Because first of all, why are you guys recording this? One. But two, and you know, I know people get tired. I feel like some people do get tired of people saying that. Like, why are you recording this? We, we do live in a day and age where everything is recorded, right? We find ways of earning extra income by creating content and submitting that content online. So everything is recorded like the content that you could watch online is literally anything it could be of a day in the life of an engineer a day in the life of a construction worker right it's this stuff that you put online and people all around the world have access to get to know the type of life that you live because a lot of people have different interests and wonders and have curiosities so they may be interested in what a day in the life of a teacher looks like in Houston, Texas. You know, so anyway, I tell that to say there is more of an acceptance that maybe we all should have for why is this put online? Because that's the currency that we're in. That is a form of currency. So anyway, despite me asking that question, I do think, though, that this is still a skit. From the way that she's looking the camera, from his, from his, um, from the way that he's talking, he's like, I can't believe you have an OnlyFans account. Like he purposely says it multiple times, very clearly, and I think he says her name very clearly, also. And I think he's saying all this to say to encourage those who are watching to want to subscribe and check out her content, which would in fact, benefit her and him when more people subscribe and watch 
this woman's content on OnlyFans. So is he pimping her out, right? <laughs> you know, this day and age, like, is pimping e- e- even the term anymore? But let me just read this quote. So she says here, uh, you act like that's the only thing that I do. I have mad jobs, but they're not facilitating everything that needs to be done. So I got something extra. Only fans be breaking me off. Keisha Chavez told her husband. He says, quote, I can't believe I'm sitting here finding out you got an OnlyFans all these years. Disrespect that you couldn't even talk to me about it. Joe Smith told his wife, like, okay, shut up. <laughs> um, a lot of people think once you sign that contract, you're just an automatic millionaire. Smith said, oh, so this is something back in the day. But that right there. So, okay, it was reported that he had made $61 million in his career. And, um, yeah, so there was this expectation that he is someone who is well off. But he ended up having financial issues post-retirement. So whatever that means is definitely saying that he's not as wealthy as we may think, despite this report of him making $61 million at one point. In 2018, he said, quote, a lot of people think once you sign that contract, you're just an automatic millionaire. So uh, he's clarifying that that's not the case. He says also, quote, but it doesn't work like that. Nobody really explained that and broke that down to me. That Uncle Sam out of that um, out of that three million, Uncle Sam is going to take probably 1.5 million of that. That was just something I had to learn. He says, I knew it was a big hole, but I didn't know it was like that. Just to see the numbers and see the breakdown just catches you off guard. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is where they're at. I think this is something that um, was planned. She has an OnlyFans account because obviously something is wrong financially in their relationship that she felt the need to have to go back to that lifestyle And OnlyFans is a platform that allows the content creator to earn a direct profit. So, I mean, God bless, child. I mean, look, get your money. (laughs) At this point, who are we to judge? It is what it is. But this idea of him not knowing and him being disappointed and disrespected, like, sir, what's happening right now is a skit. What's happening right now is a propaganda for us to believe such thing and want to go on OnlyFans and check out her content. That's what's happening right now. But I will not be fooled. <laughs> Pornhub is available and free. 
Okay, rumor has it that allegedly Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union may be separated. <gasps> anyway, um, that is a rumor. Let's see if it's true. In the next few weeks, we may find out more detail. But there have been some recent support, uh, some recent reports about them being separated. Now, apparently, allegedly, they have split up quite a while ago. I don't know what a while ago necessarily means, but like how long ago was a while ago? You know, who knows? But anyway, it says here. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union divorced looming as they allegedly have split up. According to a recent report from the widely followed podcast De Moi, Dwayne Wade and actress Gabrielle Union have allegedly parted ways. It's important to note that we haven't been able to independently verify these claims, but De Moi has a history of breaking celebrity news. Um, Gabrielle Union has not shared any pictures of her husband or his children for, see how they're saying that? It, oh, now, now they're his children? <laughs> now they're his transgender as son? Now they're his? Because <laughs> just for the past few years, she's been on that coattail, riding this, I'm a supportive ally of transgender children. The fuck? Child abuse at its worst. My God, today. My God, today. But now they're his children. Okay. Her social media posts have been exclusively focused on herself and her daughter. Oh, now it's her daughter. Her daughter, Kavya. By the way, in case we, we forget, in case we forgot, because the focus has been so much on their transgender child that we forget that there's an actual girl, <laughs> catch it, there's an actual girl that they have together via a surrogate, but with the eggs and sperm of Dwayne and Gabrielle Union. Because Gabrielle Union wasn't able to have a child um, naturally, she went about the surrogate route, which is totally fine. I'm not judging that. I'm just making the point that they do have a child together of the same DNA. So just making that very clear. Named Kavia, who looks just like Dwayne Wade. Looks like a, just a, like he spit her out type of copy. Furthermore, Gabrielle has been notably, notably absent from wearing her wedding ring. And Dwayne also appears to have stopped wearing his I really don't know when they wore theirs. I don't know. I just don't really pay attention to that. But anyway, adding to the speculations, Gabrielle posted a cryptic message on Instagram that seemed to hint at a potential breakup. This caption is, when clarity, truth, and transparency are present, there's only room for evolution. Oh my God, so profound. <laughs> So profound. Anyway, uh, now regarding the rumors, Demois reported an alleged sighting of Dwayne Wade in close proximity 
to a woman other than Gabrielle. <gasps> it was mentioned that he engaged in a lengthy and intimate conversation with this woman for about two hours. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh, so what? Uh, the podcast further suggested that the couple may be separated, but akin to the approach taken by Will and Jada, they might continue to portray themselves as a couple for business reasons. And look, there we have it. Um, the same old Jada and Will effect may be happening here. Uh, if these reports are indeed accurate, it appears that love may have encountered a setback in their relationship. It appears that, that love may, I don't get what that means. Huh? Anyway, so they may not actually be together, but legally they are married yet maybe they're respectively doing their own thing and that's their business. It is what it is. But I think this just really speaks to how these like switch of gender roles in these relationships do not work. And what I mean by that is Gabrielle Union and Jada Pinkett Smith or Jada Pinky. I mean, what last name really should she have? Just herself. Just her own. Um, they have a masculine energy that outweighs their feminine energy, so much so that it seems that they carry or they wear the, the pants in their marriage. And the man that they're married to, whom they're married to, don't carry the the balls in the marriage. They seem to have more of a feminine approach. And, you know, both of, you know, as men and women, we, we have both, right? We're both, we are all two-spirited. We all have the balance of masculine and feminine energy. Yet when there's an imbalance that happens, we there's, there's an unnatural effect that takes place. So when you have women like Jada, women like Gabrielle Union come forth with this I can do all things a man can attitude or women are better than men attitude or I don't need a man attitude yet you're married to one. It's like, so what are you saying to your husband? If you don't need a what are you saying to your husband? Um, that is, in fact, setting women, setting women back because we're not operating in our true selves. So as I say all the time, feminism has set women back. It has been a lie. It has been a setup. Black women have been bamboozled and we have been targeted to believe such horrible rhetoric, movement, um, activism when you see these white women out here married for many years, seemingly in these fruitful relationships and marriages because they're in their essence as a woman. Yet a lot of black women, unfortunately, 
have been adopting more of their masculine side than their feminine side. And of course, what is that going to attract? Either a lesbian relationship, right? (laughs) Either that or a man who's not as masculine as one may need. So all in all, that leads to an imbalance that leads to an unnatural relationship and it eventually leads to a, a dissolution of a marriage. So anyway, God bless y'all. God bless. Let's go ahead and end off with this Matthew Perry recent death. I am sorry to hear about his passing. So rest in peace and my condolences to his family and loved ones. I mean, where do we start with this? Um, I knew for a long time. I knew I'm talking like I knew him. I knew for a long time. How? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound like that. But I knew for a long time about his troubles with addiction. It wasn't up until 2021 when he has been reported as sober. But prior to that, for quite some time, he struggled with addiction to alcohol and drugs. So, and he even revealed that while he was on the show Friends playing Chandler, he struggled with drugs and addiction during that time. And I remember when I watched Friends when I was younger, I remember noticing a shift in his weight between seasons. There was a time when he was quite big and there was a time when he was quite small. Like his weight suddenly suddenly changed. He was suddenly skinny and then suddenly he was big. And I thought that was odd. Come to find out many years later, as he reveals in his autobiographical autobiographical book, sorry, that he was struggling with addiction and that was the result of that. And you saw that throughout the show and that's how, and that's why he looked the way he did. So it all made sense. Now, when I heard of his death, I immediately assumed it was an overdose. He lost his, his battle with addiction and this, that's what happened. But it was reported that it was a drowning that he faced um, in his jacuzzi. It was reported that he drowned in his jacuzzi. Now, that's weird. I mean, it's weird, right? Who drowns in their jacuzzi? But suddenly, there are pictures shown of... So apparently his last Instagram post is of him in his jacuzzi late at night wearing these big ass headphones. Now, I don't know if that is the same picture of him from that fateful night or that was another another time. Who knows? Nonetheless, it was reported that he died from that. But since that has taken place, there is an open investigation and more is being done to figure out exactly how he passed. It has been kind of eerie finding out about 
these newer developments because from his book in the last chapter, and my, I didn't read it, but someone reported about it since this news saying like he used to saying in the book, he referenced himself as Batman and I don't know what the correlation is. I really wish I understood exactly, but maybe someone else will catch it and could educate me, leave it in the comments. That'd be great. But he would reference himself as um, Batman a lot throughout the last chapter of his book. And there are some suspicions that maybe he took his own life and this was something that was long planned and long awaited as if he was very meticulous in planning this out. He had a, um, a maid in the home and he quite suspiciously had her go out of the house. Like he he asked for her to run an errand and that led to her coming back to the house and finding him dead. And it's like, okay, why did he ask her to leave the house? So let me just read this real quick. So this is from TMZ. It says, we're told Matthew came home sometime in the AM after a two-hour round of pickleball and that he sent his assistant, not his mate, sorry, his assistant out on an errand shortly thereafter. So first of all, why are you sending your assistant out in the AM? Early in the morning, you know, well, in the middle of the night, really. You know, what errand is she doing? You know, so it just was a little suspicious. Like, why are you sending her out? That's so strange. We're told when the assistant returned about two hours later, he discovered Matthew unresponsive and then called 911. So, you know, that's a little interesting, you know, maybe he planned it out or maybe, maybe he didn't, who knows, right? But these are all suspicions that one may have about this. And, you know, it's just quite disturbing. It's, it's very eerie. And I'm just sorry to hear that. And there's also something that he said, I think he also said it in his book how he really, really, really wanted to become famous and he made a deal with the devil. He said, look, make me famous, just make me famous and then have your way with me as you please. All I want is to be famous. And he got his wish. He became famous. Uh, we all know him from his role as Chandler on Friends. And that's something that he could have on his checked off bucket list, right? Like he accomplished that. But as part of the deal, the devil sure did have a way with him. The devil sure did have a way with him. You know, it led to him having this long standing addiction to drugs and alcohol and this, this death that he had. Um, that seemingly may have been a suicide. Perry appeared to be sober a year ago, but well, he when I say appeared, he claimed to be sober about a year ago, claiming that he has 
um, quit drug use and alcohol use and that he is now on the path of sobriety. But during a reunion show of Friends, he drew concern as he kept slurring his words. So, you know, like, a lot of things just didn't really add up and it's a little suspicious, but it's just, it's just, it's disturbing, it's sad, and uh, my condolences go out to his loved ones. I really do feel sorry, and I hope he rests in peace. Well, ending on that somber note, I hope you all enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast i really really appreciate it again i encourage you to consider becoming a patron check the link in the show notes and tell a friend to tell a friend leave a review subscribe and i will check in with you all next time peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of god built this podcast with your host maxine if you liked it leave a review share and subscribe god bless